Welcome to Rest-Based Weight Loss, the podcast series that gives you the tools you need to lose weight effortlessly and keep it off forever. After struggling with my weight for years, I eventually came to learn that weight issues are not diet and exercise issues. Weight issues are stress issues. Today, I am a certified nutrition consultant, stress management coach, and lifestyle coach on a mission to teaching women how to transform their mind, their body, and their health from the inside out. Now, let's jump into today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me in this podcast episode. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, I feel honored. <laughs> yeah, um, your talk at the Health Summit that you know we both attended a, a few weeks ago, it really had a major impact on me. Um, mm-hmm. Just in terms of revealing to me that while I've been, you know, just focusing a lot on maintaining my health, I am not well. I'm not not well. And your talk really, um, it described the difference to me. I really, I clearly saw the line in the sand, the difference between health and wellness. And and yeah, most people actually aren't well. We all are just doing this rat race, trying to do the best we can, eat the best foods, go to the gym a couple of times and say, yeah, I'm healthy. But most people aren't well, because if we were well, we wouldn't be living for the weekend, right? (laughs) right and that's exactly when you said that I was like oh dear god she's talking to me like are are you just living for the weekend yes I am I am living for the weekend and I feel like I've uh, you know I've spent so much time I've been devoting so much time in trying to create a life you know a lifestyle where every day feels like the weekend to me like every day feels like the opportunity to be able to rest enough and to, you know, to eat well enough and to be organized enough. And the fact that I can't be that every day. I mean, it was really your talk that opened my eyes to the fact um, that no, I'm not well. And so I wanted to invite you um, on my podcast to be a guest just to give like, just a summary, you know, a recap of, of what you discussed in the health summit. But then also, I really wanted to introduce my listeners to you. um, Because I just love I love what you do. I love your work. I love the fact that you are a mom and a wife and, um, and a social worker. I told you that I have a huge soft spot in my heart for social workers. Um, Yes. And so I wanted to um, just introduce you to my listeners. So, um, hi, Nicole. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for being here. Um, Can you go ahead and and we can get started with just a little bit of your background. Can you let us know um, who you are, what you do, what your professional background is, what you do for a career? Yes. So my full name is Nicole Woodcox Bolden. I carry my full name because, you know, with Nicole is a very popular name. And I'm sure if you just put Nicole Bolden, you may find other people. But if you put Nicole Woodcox Bolden, it's me. Uh, most people don't have that unique <laughs> like combination of a name. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> and I am, I've been in social services for over 13 years. Um, I'm a licensed clinical social worker. Now I'm in private practice um, doing the work that I love on an individual basis. Um, 
So I do that. I am a lover of people, a lover of wellness. <laughs> I, yeah, I've done so many things. <laughs> I've, I've done Peace Corps. I've done residential stuff. I've done community work. I'm a doula. I help, like, I support families in that time when they decide to bring a new life into the world or try to conceive or, you know, just support families wholly. Um, yeah, I'm a mother of two children, three and six. They keep me on my toes. They keep me young. <laughs> and I have my, my lovely husband that we've been married for seven years. And we have created this business called Thriving with Baby. Originally, it was just me kind of focusing on my doula stuff. But as the years progress, especially late last year, moving into this year, we're kind of rebranding a little bit and really focusing on that family wellness as a whole, not just the birth of a baby, but families at every stage. Mm -hmm. um, and we just want people to have that support because we realize even though we live in Chicago and most of our family is in the Chicagoland area, we kind of go by our own little tune. And so we did, we wanted to do things a little differently and our family, although they love us dearly, mm -hmm. they couldn't really support us the way we needed to be supported. And we felt kind of alone out here and it was hard. And so we are like, we don't want anyone else to feel that way. And so we, we have, we just started our, our family support group. And actually since the last time we've met, mm -hmm. we've decided that later this year, we're going to hit the road and try to build family support groups all over the country oh, because wow. we're that passionate about it. Um, because we don't think there's a lot of people doing that work. Like we say, we support families, but there's not a lot of stuff out there to prove that <laughs> that mm -hmm. we support families in this country. <laughs> so we're going out there and seeing how much change we could put out in the world. I love that. Um, before we jump in, jump into um, summarizing the pillars of wellness, Nicole, would you mind just giving a brief um, synopsis of your personal experience with postpartum depression? I thought that when you shared that, um, especially being in social services, you know, as someone who's going through that and not being able to find the support that you're looking for. That was really powerful. That was a powerful story to me. So would you mind just sharing uh, just a little bit of that with our listeners too? Yes. Yeah, so just to give a little context, previous um, five, up until five years ago, I was working mostly with young people um, like pre-K up through high school, early college. But when I had my first child, who's now six, I started experiencing um, postpartum depression, anxiety. I was, you know, your classic workaholic and read all the books. So then that made me more anxious. And then the birth, my birth story with my oldest is kind of hard. Like I went through every intervention you could think of, did not feel like I was heard or seen in the hospital. And it really took a toll on me. My body took a toll. My mental health took a toll. And I went down hard the first time and I tried to find help. And again, I'm in the field, so I know how to find resources. I got connected with this woman and I said, hey, I've been doing a little research. I think this is what it is. I don't feel like myself. And I, I meet a lot of these symptoms. And I was like, can you help me with this? And she told me that she could help me. She was a seasoned therapist. So I was like, I have full faith of you. But she didn't really know how to help me. And she just said I had anger management issues and we were working on that. And I was like, I, I, 
I've never, no one's ever told me I had anger management issues ever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ever in my life. But I went with it for like three sessions and I was like, yeah, no, this doesn't feel right. And I kind of backed out of it. But surprisingly, it hit me. I was like, wow, am I the only person going through this that even this seasoned therapist can't help me? Am I just that bad? Am I the only one who's ever had some postpartum depression, anxiety in Chicagoland area? Um, and then I started searching out for communities. So I got connected with Postpartum Support International and just threw myself into that because I didn't, again, I didn't want anyone else to feel that loneliness that I felt. And then especially being a person of color, I was like, man, we definitely not getting the help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's even harder to find help when you're a person of color. So I was like, I feel like this is a mission that I've been called to do. And then especially after I had my second child, because honestly, I, I did not get the full help that I needed the first time around. Mm-hmm. So second time around, the depression was times 10. And wow. I actually had to do an inpatient, not inpatient, but outpatient program, um, intensive outpatient services, because it just hit me so bad. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm really passionate about it because I've lived this and I yeah. know how hard it is to get help. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where why I started to focus on, you know, moms, families, because it sucks. It puts a strain on everything on your ability to be a mom, a wife, a person in general. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to get over that by yourself, yeah, that's a huge challenge that I don't yeah. recognize. Yeah. Um, and that was, I mean, even just listening to you describe this again, you know, I'm, it almost makes me want to cry. It almost makes me want to tear up. Because I, myself, and I'm sure that a lot of the people that listen to this podcast know exactly what it feels like to feel that much alone, Um, to feel that much just by yourself and that no one can identify, no one can help, no one can support in the way that, uh, that we actually would really need support. And again, you being in the field and you knowing, you know, just resources, just professionally and you still needing the additional support and the additional help how much more like you said at the summit how much more with those of us who aren't in the field and don't have that professional knowledge and background right and I want to put out there like I understand the shame and the the barrier that it takes just to ask for help again I'm in this field but I'm here as the helper not the receiver. And so to now the tables be turned, I was like, oh my God, I'm such a fraud. How dare I ask for help? And so when people, like, I really acknowledge people. I was like, thank you for taking that step. And they're like, what, are you just patronizing me? No, like, I'm not. I understand that it took a lot for you to get here. And I, I honor you for that because I know how hard it is to take that first step. That's beautiful. You know, Nicole, um, I didn't share a lot with you about you know, my, um, my story in nutrition and wellness and health and wellness and all of those things. But it, I think I, I'm most passionate about one-on-one coaching for that specific reason. And a lot of the women that I work with are women that have been on their health and fitness journeys for years, some of them for their whole entire lives, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of struggling and, and kind of up and down, really looking for ways that they can either return back to their, 
you, you know, their former fitness. Like I, I work with a lot of women who were previously didn't struggle with weight at all until maybe they had kids or started going through menopause. Um, I have one working with one client who even through menopause was still maintained her health and fitness. And it wasn't until she started going through a divorce, really painful that, you know, that she started struggling with her weight. So the reason that I love being able to work with people one-on-one is because they have, um, when, by the time they come, they've tried everything and they've done everything. And by the time they come to me, it's, it's getting over the embarrassment of, I know enough to be able to write a book, you mm. know, just based on how much I've, <laughs> I've researched and how much I've experimented with different things. And yet I still can't make that connection between what I know in my head versus, you know, action. And it is a very, it's a very, um, it takes a lot of courage to humble yourself mm-hmm. and to reach out and say, I need help. And I love the fact that you are doing what you, I'm doing what you love, number one, but number two, that it's coming from a place of, I know exactly what that feels like. Um, I know exactly what it feels like for the family to need support and the support just, the resources just aren't there. And so I want to honor you and I want to say thank you for being dedicated to this space, for being dedicated to families. I, on behalf of, you know, all the moms out there, all the people out there that are raising families, I would just want to thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. That, yeah. that means a lot because, you know, you don't really hear it too often uh, <laughs> in this field. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. That feels really yeah, good. Yeah, absolutely. And I was supposed to say all that at the end. Um, but, let's, <laughs> but I felt I felt the need to say it now. But I please, I want to give you time and space to um, introduce and recap the five pillars of wellness that have so much ever since I heard you speak about them, they have so much impacted my life um, and how I have shifted my focus from just being healthy to also being well. So please. Yes. So first I'll start off with the definition of wellness that I really like. So wellness is not just like, oh yeah, I don't have to go to the doctor today. I'm not sick. I define wellness as being fully engaged and able to experience life. Are you able to experience life the way you want to experience it? Are you able to walk up the stairs? Are you able to set aside time to play with your kids? Like, are you living today? And so, uh-oh, did I lose you? Oh, no, I'm still Okay, here. my phone was <laughs> wacky. I was like, wait, it went away. <laughs> and so I used five pillars to kind of gauge that. And it's family wellness, physical wellness, spiritual wellness, emotional wellness, and social wellness. And just a quick breakdown of each of those. So with family wellness, it's like, what is your home environment? Do you feel safe in your space? Do you have pictures up that encourage you? And then the other ones, do you have a family mission statement? This one I really drive home because so often we work for companies and we help outside agencies create these mission statements and goals and value systems for the business. But yet we go home and we're wandering aimlessly. Oh, we made it through, the te- through today. Everyone's alive. Everyone's fed. We can pay our bills. But what's your family's mission? What do, what's the vision you have for your family? What are your values? When someone meets your family, they can. what values are they seeing exuded from you? you know, what's your support system as a family? 
So like really, really hone in, like, is your family well? And then physical wellness. Are you listening to your body? I always say it like, are you listening when you have to pee or eat? Just the simple basics. We tend to overlook the basics and it's like, well, I had something healthy today. Well, how many times did you have something healthy today? Did you actually eat something when your body said I was hungry? Did you go to the bathroom when your bladder said, hey, release me, empty me? <laughs> or did you try to hold it for the whole day? Are you sleeping? If you're not sleeping, we need to check in on that. Are you stretching and moving your body? So yeah, you may not be able to get to the gym every day, but are you at least stretching and moving your body a little bit? Because a lot of tension, a lot of hurt, and just a lot of pain is stored up in our body. And so when we don't stretch, all that turns to aches and pains and we don't realize it. You may end up going to yoga and doing a good yoga stretch and wonder why you're crying on the mat because you haven't stretched your body really in months or years. So like, are you stretching and moving your body? Are you having regular doctor checkups? So we usually keep up with our kids' doctor checkups, but we haven't been to the doctor in five years. Basic checkups. Are you well? Spiritual wellness. How are you connecting with your bigger picture of life? Like, what's your goals in life? Just like for your family, what do you have for yourself? What's your guiding values? Who are you? What's your purpose? What's giving you hope? Like when the days are dark and gray, like now in the winter, what's giving you hope? <laughs> what keeps you pushing through the day? And then emotional wellness. How are you talking to yourself? Are you aware of what you're feeling right now? Are you compassionate to yourself? Or do you just constantly beat up on yourself like, oh, I knew better. Oh, that was a bad decision. Oh, I, nothing will ever change. No one can ever love me. And then what's your perspective on life? Is everything a learning opportunity or are you just like doomed for failure because you don't know enough? What's your self-care looking like? And I don't mean just going to the hair salon or the nail salon, which those could be part of your self-care. But how are you doing things to nourish your soul frequently? Like, when do you just listen to your body and tell you what it needs? When are you listening to your soul when it tells you, no, don't go there. Don't make that decision. You know, so self-care is also just saying no sometimes. Or, hey, I think something's off. Maybe I should check out therapy. Therapy is part of self-care. Calling a friend making sure you're supported by outside people. And so doing it with social wellness is all about like, how are you communicating with others? How are your relationships? Are you cultivating a support network? And how are you managing the social influences in your life? And so to be truly well, you can't just live your life in a silo, going to work every day, coming home, eating a, a dinner, hopefully it's a home cooked dinner or something, and expect to be well. You have to get out there and live in community. Because that's how we keep our life in checks and balance. If something's, if, if you're not meeting regularly with someone, there's no one to call you out and say, hey, something seems off with you. Or do you need help with this? So if you're just, you don't have anyone to support you in just everyday living, it's easy to go down a really dark hole and no one to help you come out of it because you're by yourself and no one knows what's happening to you. So having that social wellness is really key for overall overall wellness in general so yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> any thoughts questions <laughs> let me expand yeah, on it. well you know i i've 
the main question that I have is, is I was sitting at the health summit and I was listening to you go through these, um, these five pillars of wellness. I was taking notes on my phone and, you know, I look at all of my notes and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a mess. I'm, (laughs) I'm a mess. (laughs) Like I just, you know, I'm not well in any of these areas. And there was almost a sense of overwhelm that I Mm -hmm. felt in the moment of, like all of these areas are, are completely out of balance for me. And I don't even know where to start in terms of, you know, transitioning and bringing all these areas back to balance. So where would someone, if someone's listening right now and they're saying to themselves, you know what, she's reading my book right now. She's reading my life. I'm not well, you know, I try to be, I thought I was, but I'm not where does that person begin in, um, in cultivating these areas? So the first, the, the first one is to start with, because yes, you can't tackle these all at once. There's going to be seasons where you prioritize one over the other. Um, just with all things, you got to have your seasons of priority shifting. Start off with either spiritual wellness or emotional wellness. I usually tend to advise people to say spiritual wellness because that's where you find your hope Mm. it's it's a dangerous place to be in if you have no hope and so that's the first thing we need to figure out what's giving you hope in your everyday life what do you think is your purpose what do you value and then once you figure out all those things it will be easy to figure out where you need to go next because if you're saying you value relationships then you're going to move on to social wellness and how are you communicating to people or if you value like if you have kids if you value your family maybe your next best step would be having a family mission statement working on your family wellness so working inside and going out dealing with your family relationships first before going out and so yeah starting with the spiritual is always my number one because if you don't know who you are or where you want to go You can't lead anyone else down that journey, including your kids or your husband or whoever. I love that. I think that is such, that is such a brilliant place to start. And it, it makes a lot of sense for someone who it may be at a point where they feel hopeless, Mm -hmm. um, that beginning with spiritual wellness will at least get you know, garner and get that hope back and then feed into and bleed into the other areas of wellness that then they can transition to focus on. So yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for answering that question. I love that. Um, after you spoke at the health summit, um, I, I went up to your table and I purchased one of your journals that, yeah, I purchased your journal that you were, that you were selling um, the name of your journal is Mama's Mind Matters Jumpstart Journal. Mm-hmm. And um, and we can, listeners can find this on uh, on uh, Amazon. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, yeah. great. I, um, for those of you that are listening, I highly, highly recommend, especially if you were kind of like me, um, you were listening to Nicole and you just felt that, you know, pang in your stomach of, I thought I was well, but I'm not. Um, I thought that I was doing a good job with my health and fitness. And even though I may be, you know, trying to diet and I may be trying to go to the gym, it's not enough. Um, maybe, the, you know, I, I may be trying to do these things, but it's, it's not enough. I'm not well. Um, 
what Nicole's journal is doing for me is it is bringing a sense of balance and centeredness to my mindset um, that is really having a huge impact on how I start my day and how I end my day. Um, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to steal your thunder, Nicole, <laughs> and, and share all the information about this journal, but I just want to read this, this sentence that's right at the beginning. As soon, you know, as soon as you flip the pages open, here's the sentence that you have in here right now, you are only in one part of your story. You are not broken. The pieces you feel do make a beautiful whole. And I like I read that and I was like, it's true. I'm not broken. <laughs> I'm not. Can yeah. you just share? Can you share a little bit about this journal, Nicole, and um, why you feel like it would be beneficial for our listeners to order a copy? Yeah, so this this journal was just straight from my heart because, like I said, I was going through this journey and didn't even know where to start. I didn't know where to start. I felt so much shame. I felt so much guilt. And I just like, okay, let me take it one day at a time. What do I need right now at this moment? What do I need to tell myself right now? Well, I need to tell myself to go to sleep right now. Um, and there was a, a, a period of time where I did feel broken and useless. And so that that line right there really means a whole lot to me. And I just wanted to share it to other people too. Um, and it is kind of with that spiritual wellness, that whole, the four week journal is kind of set four weeks to focus on your spiritual wellness, to, to remind you of who you are outside of all the other labels, outside of mom, wife, whatever, if you're a VP or entrepreneur, outside of any other titles, this journey is to help you find out or remind yourself who you at the core of yourself are because if yeah. you can't encourage yourself you, it's hard to encourage other people yes absolutely and so you recommend with this journal and what I love the most about it is that you created it with the mom in mind the mom that doesn't have an hour and a half in the morning and an hour and a half at night to, yes. to, to devote just solely to herself so you say to just spend five minutes in the morning and five minutes in the five minutes in the morning when you wake up, five minutes in the evening when you go to bed. And I love the fact that you have the sections of the journal broken out in the morning and evening time. And I have to tell you, ladies that are listening, it takes me less than five minutes, less yeah. than five minutes to fill out, um, you know, to review the statement of the day, to fill out the information you know, what I want to prioritize for myself. Um, and then in the evening time, I actually look forward to getting to bed earlier so that I can you know, at the end of the evening before I go to sleep and fill in the journal. It, it gives me, it's been giving me something to look forward to waking up in the morning and something to look forward to getting to bed early enough to be able to fill out the journal in the evening. So I can't even explain, Nicole, how much this has impacted me so far oh. how much yeah i can't even like articulate what this journal has been has been doing for me and i'm so glad that i get to interview you and to publicly once again just thank you for the work that you do because this is this has been really powerful it's been a really powerful tool thank you and some that i write in there but i want people to know that i actually mean it like i put in there contact me reach out to me if you have questions you know, unlike some other journals that you just buy at the store and it's an empty piece of paper and you don't 
actually know the person who created it. If you feel like you need someone to vent to or whatever, shoot me an email. I will reply. Is the emails go to my pop up on my phone? I will reply. You know, so like I don't again, I don't want anyone to feel alone in this process. And so I will reply. I'm, I can't guarantee it'll be right away. Depending on when you catch me, it may be right away. And you'd be like, wait, why is she replying at two o'clock in the morning? Hey, I have those days too. But, <laughs> but I will reply. And so like, I really, really mean that. I mean it from my heart. If you have this journal and you're just going through and you're like, I'm stuck, shoot me an email and I get back to you. I love it. Nicole, how can we find you? Um, if we want to get in contact with you, if we want to learn more about, especially about your, um, so your family support group, and we want to follow along with what you're doing, uh, where can we find you? Yes. Oh, before I say that, with the family support group, we have actually, we really prayed on it and thought about it. And for a short time, probably to March, we're offering the family support groups as a pay as you can. That's even if you have zero, come into the groups. We want community. We, we, sh- we are really committed to building this community to support families. So check out my website at www.thrivingwithbaby.com. That's thriving, T-H-R, not driving. You will be surprised how many people think my website is driving with baby. I was like, no, I'm not driving with the baby. I'm just <laughs> thriving with baby. And if you type thriving with baby into Facebook, we have a Facebook page. I'm on Instagram. It is Thriving with Baby Chicago. This is a shame. I should have been more prepared for this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thriving with Baby Chicago is our Instagram um, name. And so we're on there. I'm on Twitter, Twitter, but I'm not going to lead you there because I don't update that often. Um, (laughs) But Facebook and Instagram is where you're going to find us the most and on our website. Hit the website, join our family support group right now. Even once we start paying, like charging folks, we have decided that it's probably going to stick to like $20 a person. So it's a very small fee. We just want to charge the fee so people will be committed. And there is a little bit of overhead. You can't pay bills with a good heart. Um, (laughs) I wish that was the case. (laughs) But yeah, we just want to build the community. So check out our website, hit us on Facebook or Instagram, and we'll get back to you. My husband's doing this, so it's not just from the female perspective. My husband's doing um, dad coaching, so he's going to do that now. And I'd also do coaching if you're not ready for the therapy. Of course, with coaching, you can't use insurance, but with the therapy, I do take insurance. Um, but, yeah, just reach out if you see how we can help you. I do free consultations and everything. So if you have a question, reach out, and I'll answer the best, I, the best way I can. <laughs> Excellent. Nicole, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your heart and your passion for families. Um, and thank you for sharing your heart with us here on the Rest Race Weight Loss podcast series. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey there, I am looking for a group of 30 women who are willing to take on the rest-based weight loss challenge. If you have 25, 50, 75 pounds to lose and you don't want to lose it with hard exercise and extreme dieting, then go to operationfixmylife.com coaching and sign up for the rest-based weight loss challenge today.